After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thought I'd start this show today with a little bit of history. Trivia for you to take into the NFL 2024-2025 uh, season. Brock Purdy is going to try to do something that has only happened twice in the last 25 years by a 49ers quarterback. Can you name the only two quarterbacks this century to have back-to-back seasons in which they start 16 games? I bet you can. Not too many guys have even started 16 games for the 49ers. I remember when Jimmy Garoppolo did it. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, 2013-2014. Jeff Garcia, 2001 2002. Now, if you think 2001 and 2002 is not that long ago, it's a quarter century ago. Like, it's the difference between no cars and Babe Ruth riding the train across the nation, barnstorming with the Yankees. We went from no cars to cars in 25 years. So uh, it was a long time ago. That's what Brock Purdy's trying to do. And so with that as the backdrop, I'm going to dive into some of your YouTube comments. Before I do, hey, I'm Guy, your guys. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Appreciate it if you're listening on the podcast. Great. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You leave a question in the review, that's how you make a mailbag question. Here we go. These are uh, real YouTube comments from real YouTube viewers. And uh, we're going to start with the quarterback talk. Emmanuel, I talked about a lot this week. Emmanuel says they should draft a quarterback damn near every year. The position's too important, and you never know what you might find in later rounds. Purdy proves they should always take a quarterback. That last stat that I started this uh, show with would lead you to the always draft a quarterback category, right? You go, well, history tells us, recent history tells us, back-to-back full seasons from your starting quarterback. You better have another guy ready. You better have two other guys ready. Is Brandon Allen going to be your backup? Do you need to have somebody else in the hopper? On we go. Comment. Personally, here's another comment. This is from Jeebus on YouTube. Personally, my philosophy for QB3 would be to sign an undrafted dual threat quarterback every two years or throw. So if QB3 has to play, the chances are he won't be able to operate the offense very well. At the very least, you could stress the defense with running ability in the event that QB3 has to play. This is interesting, right? The one school of thought is get all your quarterbacks in line, make them play exactly the same so that your offense doesn't skip a beat 
if you have to go to the backup of the third string guy. But it's not really that realistic that your offense doesn't skip a beat when you go to the backup of the third string guy. Half the offenses in the league are constantly skipping beats with their starting quarterbacks. So you're definitely skipping a beat. So the theory here being, no, actually, let's get a totally different offense if the third stringer has to play for a week, because that's probably the only chance we'll have. This is very good logic. Next up. Uh, this from 6-1-6. And this is where we really dive into the quarterback conversation with Purdy. If they draft a quarterback before the seventh round, they'd be paying the rookie more than Purdy. That's shitty in my opinion. Is that true? Well, yeah, basically. Uh, take a look. These are the projected, for those of you watching, for those of you listening, I'll tell you. What I have on the screen here are the projected salaries for the Niners' two picks at the end of the sixth round. The Niners have the 213th and the 214th picks in the upcoming draft. Those contracts are worth $4.15 million over the four years of the contract, should a player last that long. Uh, the signing bonus is $134 million. That gets spread out over the four years on the cap. The player gets it up front. And uh, the, the total cap hit, for those for those picks is about eight hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Now Brock's signing bonus was uh, just over seventy thousand dollars. So Brock has his signing bonus spread out over four years at about nineteen thousand dollars, but he got that up front. Uh, this year, this year, in the third year of his deal, Brock is going to make nine hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars. If they drafted a quarterback with pick 213 or pick 214, uh, my back of the envelope math, this is some 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 quick math I did, and, and uh, those of you who watch the show or listen to the show regularly know there's um, no better math than me doing quick math. Uh, I I got the number $882,000 in year one salary for the, uh, for the Niners pick at that spot. When you consider... His salary, you don't you don't just divide it by four, four million dollars divided by four. You don't just divide it by four. Um, it's less in year one, more in year two, more in year three, more in year four. So I took the percentage that Brock made of the total value of his deal, which was over three million, and um I applied that same percentage to year one of a player drafted at at two fourteen. And then when you include the one hundred and thirty four thousand dollar bonus. You get $882,000. So when I talked yesterday, for those of you who caught it on the show, about whether or not Brock could, um, whether or not they should draft a quarterback, my opinion is they should not draft a quarterback. And the primary reason I think they should not draft a quarterback is because I think they should use those picks for depth at all these other positions. They do a good job rounds five, six, seven. The counter would be, and I did not mention this yesterday, the counter would be this is not supposed to be as deep of a draft. In rounds five, six, and seven, this draft, people think, falls off after the fourth round and even kind of in the fourth round in terms of talent. So you could argue, guys, we got we didn't want to draft a quarterback either. We'd love to draft some more line depth or a receiver or whatever. But here we are in the sixth round. This quarterback is worth, we think, so much more than anybody else available to us. So we're going to take that guy. All right. Fine. But... uh I would lean not drafting a quarterback. The second reason I said not draft a quarterback, like people have said, oh, well, what about Spencer Rattler's a name that's come up? I don't want any guy 
getting attention. <laughs> Brock's QB room. And not because I think somebody said uh, there was a comment. Well, are you afraid that Brock can't handle? No, Brock's Brock will be fine. But I just don't even want the thought of it. Let the guy have one drama-free year. He's had two years as a Niner, um, two off-seasons as a Niner. And both of them have been drama-full. How about some drama-free? Okay. Um, and uh, And then when you factor in the money, I don't think that's nothing. Having a, a seventh round, a sixth round rookie walking in, making basically Brock's salary, I wouldn't say it's something, but it's not nothing. And, uh, you know, people that just think about locker room dynamics, think about that. And coaches and general managers and front offices, they think about locker room dynamics. Now, some people would argue, oh, Brock doesn't care about that, or this locker room wouldn't care about that. Well, all right. But he's a human. And uh, I think it's easy from afar to say, oh, that wouldn't matter. Put yourself, really put yourself in that position. Like, really put yourself in that position. Put yourself in that position at whatever job you do right now. Let's say you make a million dollars. Cool. You're, my, you're thinking, if I make a million dollars, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, all right. Well, you've already proven your value to the company. You're making a million bucks. You're like, took me a few years to get here. I'm the guy. Then they... Bring in some other guy who hasn't done squat. They put him in the cubicle next to you. They're like, this guy, he's going to get $950,000. And you're like, what? If he's worth nine fifty, dollars what am I worth? I know. I know. I know. You'd just be happy with a million. That's what you'd think. That's what everybody thinks. So I think you got to think about those locker room dynamics. And um, I think it's real. And I think sick one six is on to something. Now that said, you could argue, wait a second. They drafted Brock in the seventh round. They literally can't add any quarterbacks if it's going to be about sensitivity to Brock's salary. And that's also a very realistic perspective. How could you, this is what guys make. We can't. Pay a quarterback $200,000. It's not allowed. There's a minimum. We have to meet the minimum. Every year that passes, the minimum goes up. Forget it. Nothing we can do about it. Um, Dale, somebody asked, hold on. Somebody asked a question. I was going to move on here. Well, you know what? I will move on, and then I'll get back to some of this. Uh, Next up, oh, here's a comment from... Thursday. This is about defensive coordinator. User dash CD2VV2SI4N says Dave Merritt, comma, lightning emoji, comma, a pick, like a, a pick that you swing to break up rocks, uh, and a football. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Dave Merritt. Uh, let's check in on Dave Merritt, who appeared on a, a radio show in one of the Carolinas recently. Here's what uh, he had to say about the Chiefs 49ers Super. For those who don't know, Dave Merritt is the DB's coach, the cornerback's coach for the Chiefs, interviewed by the 49ers for their open defensive coordinator job, and uh, recently did a uh, did a did a did an interview. Here's what he had to say about the Niners. Even himself is looking at this as a blessing. You know what? I understand. You guys want to go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. But if you want to base it base clearly off of just the game, 
that's not the case, and we all know that. There's yeah, always yeah, something yeah. behind yes. a marriage. Right. If it's yeah. not going well, right, it, right. Not, it doesn't just happen all right. night. Right. So, but if you want to talk about the game, their offense went three for twelve on third down. Oops. Our offense went nine for nineteen. But if your offense is going three for twelve on third down, is that Wilkes fault? <laughs> if your tight end, who's all pro, yeah. Kittle, yeah. only has one catch for four yards, <laughs> is that Wilkes fault? Right, no. I mean, so yeah. therefore you can feed McCaffrey all you want to. Yeah. He needs help. And then number eleven, who was trying to fight all game, uh, Aiko, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. He only had forty something yards. Was that Wilkes' fault? So I just say that there was yeah. something going on before. Yeah, it's yeah. all went. Oh man, it, man. Yeah, we, so we, it, uh, groundbreaking good. stuff there. Conspiracy theory. There was something going on before. I want to let you guys in on something. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know. So the question, does that disqualify him from the job? Were they ever really considering him for the job? Uh, does that really, does that disqualify him from the job? I've always thought there's something to be said for, you know, you want high level aggressive people uh, on your side. So somebody willing to kind of take you on, you see this sometimes, right? Somebody takes on the big boss and the big boss goes, you know what? I'm impressed. I want you on my team. Uh, there is something to that. You know, not knowing Ayuk's saying Ayuk, he knows who Brandon Ayuk. I would think saying Ayuk's name like that. You know, it's a little trash talk. Feels a little disrespectful to Brandon, right? Brandon, if you're Ayuk, you you like Chiefs are on the schedule next year. If you're Ayuk, like you want to play that game. If you're a Niner, he will be. Um, does this disqualify him from being the 49ers defensive coordinator? No, it does not disqualify him from being the 49ers defensive coordinator. Will he be the 49ers defensive coordinator? I doubt it. I don't think that would disqualify him. I don't think he would. Now, is that Kyle's move? Like, hey, man, I, you talk some shit. I'm impressed. You came at the came at the king. Uh, Andy's the king right now. Um, I don't know. I don't think I don't think that's the higher. All right, on we go. This is from Monothepalopoulos. I was talking about Bill Parcells on the show on Thursday, and his drafting philosophy. Minimum number of starts, uh, years in college, must have graduated, that sort of thing. Uh, comment, Parcell. Oh, and one thing I said was, well, somebody mentioned Chad Pennington. I said he didn't draft Chad Pennington. Correction. Parcells was the Jets GM in 2001 that drafted Pennington. He also drafted Chad Henney in 08 when he was with the Dolphins. As the Cowboys head coach, he found Tony Romo in 03. Parcells seemingly advised the Browns to draft Teddy Bridgewater in 14. They didn't listen and drafted Johnny Manziel. Well, they did listen. They just didn't listen to Parcells. They listened to the homeless guy. They told Jimmy Haslam. Uh, and to draft Baker Mayfield in 2018. Uh, I guess he, had, he advised the Browns to draft Baker in 2018. Okay. All five checked boxes for his rules of drafting quarterbacks, if not mistaken. So all things considered, he seems to have a good track record for acquiring quarterbacks, especially for a defensive coach. I agree. I, I, uh, I'm not knocking his philosophy i'm not knocking his resume at all uh what, what i've been knocking for the last a long for the last year and definitely into this season is this idea that somehow brock has changed the way baker was a short guy they drafted him in the first round short guys have been drafted in the first round before the brock isn't changing everybody's philosophy now what what is it? maybe it's about the s2 cognition test maybe teams are going to put more value in the cognition test. Okay, fine. Put, go ahead. Do that. 
to quote the movie trailer from Taken. Good luck. They've been trying to draft smart guys forever. They've been drafting athletic guys forever. Big arm guys, small guys, fast guys, slow guys, dumb guys, gamers, uh, mechanical engineers. Guys who are unproven. They got a high ceiling. Guys who are proven. He's a winner. They've been doing it forever. So let me know. Let me know when the hit rates on quarterbacks go up. I'm not holding my breath. The league's history is littered with smart guys. Now, S2 is not just about smart. It's about processing power, right? That's what you're trying to measure, processing power. How quickly can you process? Great. I I think it's a noble, it's a great cause. Why wouldn't you try and uh, break down walls on a new frontier? Of course you would. You should. Keep fighting. Keep finding a way. I'm not optimistic. I mean, they're going to get results that tell them something. But I'm not optimistic that it does anything. Brock is an outlier. He's an outlier. Keep draft 10 more Brocks. They're not going to be Brock Purdy. Hell, we don't even know exactly what Brock's going to be, but I know this. You Brock, you, you draft 10 more Brocks, maybe one gives you something in the neighborhood of what he did the last two years. Maybe. Because the second you go, um, this guy's a processor. Is he tough? Can he take a hit? Is he a leader? Is he... Is he, does he have EQ? Can he handle a locker room? Does he know his place? Does he play for Shanahan? Does he get good talent around him? Like, do we even, you might nail it and it still might fail. There's so many moving parts. So that's what I'm killing every year. It's like, oh, please, for the love of God, Brock has changed. They're, they're going to draft. Okay, good. Yeah, I'll, we'll, let, let's see. I'll believe that. Let's let's see that one. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, next up. B Baker, nine one six, Sacramento. Uh, proof that the NFL hates the Niners. Stefanski wins Coach of the Year based on the quarterbacks and making the playoffs. Kyle Shanahan does the same thing the season before, goes to the NFC title game with a rookie third string quarterback and gets no love. Brock Purdy has a historic season, doesn't win MVP. Refs call holding on Trent, but not on the Chiefs who lead the league in holding. Uh, the NFL does not hate the 49ers. The 49ers are excellent for the NFL's business. The NFL knows this. They have access to all the NFL media data. They know what gets clicked on. They know which videos work. If you paid attention the last two years during the uh, Brock Purdy rise and the year before during the Trey Lance uh, drama, whatever you want to call it, era, era, all the Jimmy stuff. The Niners are great for the league. The league loves having the Niners. Uh, coach of the year is always a flawed award. I didn't think it was funny that Stefanski was coach of the year, which I think legitimate, like his that situation was a mess. Over half of the coaches in the NFL were graded a grades by their players. Stefanski, not one of them. He got like a B or a B plus, which whatever that's, but the coach of the year award is a, it's great. It's, it, there's always a bunch of guys that deserve it. Actually, every year there's five, six, seven guys. But the award is generally, we thought you were going to suck and you didn't. Congratulations. Which is most, if you look around, like that's a lot of times Coach of the Year awards. It's not Belichick winning it all the time. Right. So I, I am I am uh, unmoved by Coach of the Year drama. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year. Plus an additional 20 bucks off 
right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the game time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Zach says, you and Middlecoff are delusional. Two Fs. You and Middlecoff are delusional if you think Kyle didn't blow the Super Bowl. He's blown every big game he's coached. That's breaking news. So the 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 games that he wins, not big games. NFC Championship game, not a big game. Rams week 17, not a big game. Not a big game. The ones he loses, though, big games. Do we have that right? Or is he blowing big games and somehow still winning them? Hmm. You know, the funny thing about this is I, Zach has put me on the other side of this take from him. I've got to argue with him on this. And I know what he's reacting to, something I said yesterday, which was a reaction to a comment uh, about Shanahan. 
I have said the two most important moments of the Super Bowl, third down and four, the two-minute warning, third down and four in overtime, and both times Steve Spagnuolo beat Kyle Shanahan because he had the right play called, Kyle had the wrong one called, or his players were more ready for the play than Kyle's players were, right? They were. Right guard made a mistake. Burford made a mistake on the third and four in overtime. Niners didn't pick up the pressure on the third and four, the two-minute warning. Spagnolo beat Shanahan on the two biggest plays of the game. That's why the Chiefs won and the 49ers lost. Now, there's a million actual reasons. But if you're saying, let's narrow it down to one or two things, that's what I've been saying since the night of the game. This is not new. I've said it every time it's come up. So, yeah, he got beat in the Super Bowl. No question about it. Also, this is not factual. He doesn't blow every big game he's coached. Doesn't make any, it's, it's not true. Unless the only big game he's coached are the Super Bowls. Maybe you meant big B, big G, big game. You know, like you're uh, an advertiser. You're not allowed to say Super Bowl. If you wrote, he's blown every capital B and capital G big game he's coached as like a, hey, I don't want to get fined by the NFL for using the word Super Bowl. Well, then I guess technically you're correct. Philip in Las Vegas says, another really good podcast guy. I have a non-football question for you. Please tell us what hair gel you use. My favorite topic. I don't use hair gel. I use product. I use two products. Product number one is Axe Pomade. It's cheap. It's at seven bucks. You can get it anywhere. CVS, uh, Target, whatever. That's the base layer. That goes on um, while the hair is damp, not wet, definitely not dry. Uh, then the second layer is a little green square called uh, Kevin Murphy. Kevin Murphy. This is um, not cheap. It's called Kevin Murphy Rough Rider. Just a little bit goes a long way. Add some hold takes off some of the shine that you get from the pomade, gives a little matte finish, but allows you to still run your hands through it without getting stuck or pulling any hairs. It's, it's a cocktail. And uh, it took me a long time to get here. And I'm not gatekeeping hair product. Let the record show. I'm here to share. Okay. If you have any more questions, please let me know. One and a half on the sides, tapered on the sideburns, not in the back, rounded in the back. Cut all the way across, one motion. Don't get the part in there, but leave a little bit of a shelf. We're going to thin everything. We're going to take a little bit off from the middle back. Every few cuts, we take a little off the front. What's standing between you and a great haircut is being able to explain to the barber what you want. Next up, James, uh, make it a comment about Kyle Juszczyk. Oh, this is a reaction to something I said on Wednesday uh, about juice. I said, I think juice blocks more than people realize. James said, I agree on juice. He blocks a ton and they're awful uh, and they're often crucial to the play. I went to pro football focus to confirm this. Uh, when you look at uh, the fullbacks in the NFL this last year, juice had the second most run blocking snaps in the NFL. He had 308 run blocking snaps. Uh, only Patrick Ricard of the Ravens had more run blocking snaps. He had 326. So, you know, 
not a ton more, but a little more than Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, But Juice played more than twice as many uh, passing snaps as Patrick Ricard. So the only guy even in the run, and by the way, Juice and Ricard are extreme outliers when it comes to how many uh, run blocking snaps fullbacks played this year, right? Like they're one and two, and then third place, it's a big drop off. Uh, from a a pass receiving snap, from passing play snaps, Juice is an extreme outlier, way more than everybody else, like way more. So the fact that he had the second most uh, run blocking snaps while being an extreme outlier on pass blocking is a testament to his uh, athleticism, his physicality, and uh, his usefulness. The other thing, when you look at compare him and Ricard, Kyle Juszczyk is 6'2", 235 pounds of of stone-cold granite. Uh, Patrick Ricard, big-ass dude. He's 305. So that alone tells you he's a different type of player. So he run blocks as much, just about as much, as a guy that is 70 pounds heavier than him. 70 pounds heavier than him. So I, I, you know, in a crazy way, I think sometimes he gets a, he gets a little underrated for how unique he is, and um, you know, as I said the other day, I think he ends up first of all just straight up lead blocking a lot, but even in situations where he's not lead blocking, uh, go watch them all twenty two, which you know most of you aren't going to do it, which is fine. That's that's what I get paid to do. Okay. Um, but go watch them all 22 and what you see, or just watch the TV copy. What you see is him running through five. He, he looks like sometimes, uh, you know, those like old, like world war one movie scenes where there's a guy with a message and he's got to deliver the message and he's running. And then there's a bunch of other people running another direction. You know, he's like running through everybody. Like everybody's running North, right. With their guns out of their, bayonets drawn everyone's running north and then the guy with the message he's running horizontal to them he's running like east he's running and he's like dodging people and the boom go that is use check use check is constantly like everybody's flowing right and use check is like going the opposite direction to cut off somebody on the backside and he is just dodging bodies and dipping and clipping and hitting and it's just there's not many guys that can do it so I've used the analogy for Brock. I'll use it also for for use check. And I know I'm biased. He's a friend of the show. I'm biased. I like. I love the guy. But also I'm not like the numbers. They're right here. I am off. I got to go. I got a flight. Bye, people. Have a great weekend. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.